Hello, everybody. How are you? I hope all is well. This is Perry Rosopoulos. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. So today we're going to return to Nicomachean ethics, talk about some Aristotle. And this conversation will have kind of two parts, right? So the first part is a conversation about balance. And the second part is a conversation about the body. So in Nicomachean ethics, one of the main topics of the early books is balance. For Aristotle, the middle ground or the golden mean, as he calls it, that is where virtue lives, right? So between excess or too much on one side and deficiency, too little on the other, we have this perfect spot in the middle. And that's where we want to strive to be, right? So one example of this would be confidence or courage is a virtue. It exists between the extremes of arrogance and the other extreme of cowardliness, right? So when he's, we'll stick with our conception or our understanding of what the Nicomachean ethics is. He's kind of advising his son, I think, to try to aim for this middle ground, right? And we could interpret this in different ways. We could apply it in different ways. I think this is a very useful idea, right? Because there are times in life where because of circumstance or because of our own inclinations, our own desires, hopefully aimed at eudaimonia, we might have to be a little bit excessive. We might have to be a little bit deficient to achieve a higher good. But we want to keep in mind that overall, we want to look back at life. Maybe it's a day, maybe it's a week or a year and feel like we've created as much balance as we can, right? So there's the idea for him that virtue lives in the middle. And I think also the idea that we want to live a life that's generally in the middle. So these ideas, as many others in the ancient Greek and Roman practice of philosophy, get connected in Nicomachean ethics to the body. Right, he uses the example of exercise. Too much exercise is bad for you, so is too little. You want to find what for you is the golden mean or the middle to lead a healthy life, right? And of course, and this is where we get into some beautiful connections here, right? That middle will change as you get stronger, for example. Right, so let's say it's excessive if you try to lift so much weight that you hurt yourself right? Or it's excessive if you try to lift so much weight that you can't lift it. You have to lift less weight to challenge yourself adequately such that you grow, but also that you could actually do the exercise. But also if you're lifting weights that are super light, you're not even feeling like you're lifting weights. It defeats the purpose, right? So we get a lot of, I think, philosophy to unpack here. Know yourself to create balance. You have to know what at this time is excessive and what at this time is deficient. And the magic behind reflecting as a habit is that you'll learn when your balance has moved. He says it in Nicomachean Ethics, the balance is relative. My balance or my golden mean or my middle ground is different than yours. And also my middle ground for me three weeks ago is different than my middle ground for me today. So we're supposed to pursue eudaimonia and we want to keep an eye and a gaze and a consistent engagement with this idea of balance, right? Another example to think of that I, use, I used to use with my students a lot was it's pretty obvious that you're going to probably study more during finals week than you would during like the beginning of the semester when you have no assessments, right? But if you were a little more balanced and you studied a little bit each day or a little bit each week, you'd have less studying to do probably during finals week, which would keep that week more in balance. But either way, it's likely the case that you'll study more that week than you would week two, right? So maybe this is a new idea that could be useful for you, right? If your life has a tendency 
to feel, let's say, hmm. If your life feels hectic a lot, some of that I think might be because you're lacking balance. Right? If you're, I think of work and school as examples of this, right? Because I know some people listening to this are in the workforce, other people are students, right? If you do little habits every day with balance in mind, right? And we'll get a little bit into what we should try to balance on a daily basis in a second, right? But if you do that, we might be able to avoid some hectic moments. We might be able to avoid feelings of being suffocated. We might be able to avoid physical problems, right? We might be able to avoid certain health problems, right? It's funny because we, by creating balance, I think kind of in a sense are at the very least making ourselves resilient against catastrophes, but also we might be able to prevent a lot of potential catastrophes, right? So we're keeping in mind that once again, Aristotle talking about balance uses the idea of exercise, uses the body. It was a part of the ancient world, right? This mind, body, soul idea. For me, the mind, the body, and the soul are all in communication with one another. I think a lot of modern philosophy, we get too much into the thinking of things, right? A lot of modern research has, and some ancient thinking too, has given us this great idea that, look, as Seneca would say, right? It's a great Seneca quote. We are definitely entrusted with the guardianship. He uses that word guardianship. I like that word, of our bodies. Right? Another quote is like, you know, we have to cherish our bodies with great care, with, I'm sorry, with the greatest care. So we can't forget the body when we practice philosophy. Socrates too, this is not verbatim, but said like, what a shame it would be to never know, you know, to never know all that your body could do, right? To never push yourself, to never try to, back to eudaimonia, right? Fulfill all the potential your body has, right? Exercise is a gift. It's a blessing. It's not a burden, right? We're, we're again, we have to be responsible for the guardianship of our bodies. We have to caretake our bodies. That's another quote from Epictetus. So a lot of these ancient philosophers understood the importance of the body. Then I think some changes in modern philosophy, it's like it just becomes about thinking, right? Well, the mind, the body, the soul, all are in communication. If you take care of your body, it'll take care of you. That requires some thinking. That's what Aristotle is doing. He's literally saying, well, you know what? I'm going to work on knowing what balance is for the body with exercise. The same way we get onto a program for spiritual development that we talked about Epictetus, like, look, the sooner you get going on this, how do you want to develop? Who should you become? These are spiritual questions, right? Questions of the soul. Great. Let's do the same thing with the body. Be a little bit thoughtful, a little bit deliberate, a little bit programmatic with this idea of balance in mind, right? So now let's get into some practical stuff here, right? Don't say, I'm going to work out seven days a week if you're working out zero, right? Don't say you're going to walk 10 miles the first day. Start off with what makes sense for you. And that is 100% a philosophical endeavor. Ask yourself, sit down. Well, what have I been eating recently? What have I been doing physical activity wise recently? And set yourself out on a program, right? So I'm inspired by Aristotle on balance using exercise in Nicomachean ethics, which I've been revisiting. And then also I was listening to a podcast recently, uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast with one of these guys. I, I'm a huge fan of this guy's work. Um, Pavel Tsatsoulin. That's P-A-V-E-L. And his last name is T-S-A-T-S-O-U-L. 
I-N-E. The reason for this, on a personal note, I've become obsessed with kettlebells. I know I'm using the word obsessed and I just talked about balance, but here we are. Um, I've really fallen in love with the kettlebell as an implement, as a tool um, to just be healthy, basically. And one of the things I love about it is that if you get a kettlebell, you can work out with the kettlebell for 10 minutes or less on a regular basis and you will feel that workout. The kettlebell swing is a great movement to start off with if you can, um, but you could do a lot of different stuff with kettlebell and Pavel's work speaks to that. So I mentioned this because one, in the interview, the idea of balance even came up. And I want to sort of convey what he conveyed in the, in the interview because I think it's really interesting and I think Aristotle would agree. He talked about on a daily basis, every day, trying to make a balance between family, work, and personal development. And also in the interview, he talked about regular daily meditation practices. And he also said that he goes to church with his wife on Sundays. So that's a weekly thing they do that they do. He also talked every day about writing. It's one of the ways he makes a living, right? Um, and obviously, as someone who is, you know, talks about and writes about and is in the fitness world, he also exercises regularly as well. And from other interviews of his, he has what I think even he would characterize as a very simple but powerful and effective way of working out. He said you could do kettlebell swings and like body weight dips, right, on a regular basis and be healthy. Right, the swing is going to take care of your posterior chain, right? So all your pull muscles and the back of your legs. In addition to, I would argue, your core, right? Your, your delts, your shoulders, right? If you do it in a certain capacity, in a certain way, it'll definitely keep your heart healthy, right? If you do it in more of a circuit style or if you do it for a lot of reps, right, with short rest periods, you're going to develop some lung capacity. You're going to develop, you know, a very healthy cardiovascular system. Right, then the dip takes care of all your push muscles. So all basically muscles on the front of your body, not so much your core though, ish. Right, it's not huge engagement there, but you're getting good triceps, shoulders, right? So you kind of get a full body workout. So he's here saying, and I, I really recommend if you're interested in, which I think we all should be, right? Physical health, Pavel Satsulin, great work. And what I love about it is he obviously in this interview conveyed the importance of balance in his own life. And when you watch his other stuff and you maybe even read a little bit, he has some great books out. He gives you advice on how to actually integrate physical health, or let's say how to integrate the pursuit of physical health into your daily life. Because it should be a part of your daily life, right? Which doesn't mean, again, back to Aristotle on balance, doesn't mean that you kill yourself every day at the gym. Doesn't mean you do a hundred, uh, 100 kettlebell swings every day. Although that's actually, that would actually kind of be a good workout. So as I said that, I realized I should have chosen a higher number. Um, doesn't mean you do a thousand kettlebell swings every day, but it does mean that at least on a daily basis, you're doing something healthy. Obviously eating is a part of that. I'm not going to get into that now because we're already at 11 minutes, but he also talks not too much about diet in all honesty. He actually says he, you know, he's, what I love about him too, is he says like, I'm not qualified to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. He doesn't just start offering advice. But in regards to the kettlebell, which is a great implement, again, I can personally attest to the power of the kettlebell. Uh, he is an absolute expert. And I think he's someone who, again, clearly prioritizes balance in his own life and could help a lot of us pursue balance and physical health through his knowledge of the kettlebell, different workouts to do, different movements. It's a really great resource 
um, to look into his writing and also on YouTube, he's got some great videos. So I hope this conversation that started off with a philosophical conception of balance and virtue that ended up talking about how we might lead a balanced life um, with the body was interesting, right? I do want to have episodes about this because I don't think a philosophy podcast should leave out the body. We talk a lot about the mind. We talk a lot about the soul. The body is really important, right? We could have other episodes. If, if there's interest, let me know. But I would like to do it anyway because I think it's so interesting on breathing, right? Why breathing? On some stuff about fasting, right? There's some great philosophical encouragement to consider why fasting to some degree might be spiritually beneficial. And also there are a lot of um, science-backed physical benefits, right? So maybe today's takeaway from the episode is how can you make your life more balanced? And we can go to the idea of mind, body, soul. How do you on a daily basis care for your mind, care for your soul, and care for your body? And then folks in the body for a little bit, right, to look at Pavel. How do you on a daily basis work in family, work, personal development with some type of, let's say, spirituality, right? Meditation, church, maybe being examples of that. And he gives you great advice from his perspective, right? Go look him up, look into some kettlebell stuff. Once again, I can stand by kettlebell swings as a regular part of a healthy life. I think they're a great exercise. I think that's a great exercise. And everything else with the kettlebell, I think also was worth, uh, worth some attention. And I hope this was helpful. Try to strike some balance and maybe swing a kettlebell. Hope this is helpful. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon.